0: Welcome to Scrubland. This is Chris Casby. I'm here with Mr. Daniel Sale, my always ever co host. Partner in crime. Partner in crime. And we also, uh, Chris Burroughs is in London on family business. Rough fucking life. That's not code. He's actually across the pond. Yeah. Um, But we have our friend James Clear here tonight. Um, Say hi, James. Hello. Hey, buddy. Uh so uh we got a little bit to talk about this week. We got uh some uh open series action from uh where was it? Dallas. Dallas. Dallas slash Fort Worth. Dallas Fort Worth, yeah. Um we also uh we had some uh I uh, Star City open series invitational
1: qualifier action this weekend.
0: Um which I didn't I didn't particularly I do mean,
1: well at. <laughs> it happened in Chester, Virginia, which is one of the local stores uh close to Richmond. The which, time capsule. Which got uh, tremendous turnout. 56 players? 50? 58. It was
0: 50,
1: It was 58 players, and uh, it was seating for 42. Yeah. No, I, I made <laughs> they sure. They definitely had people playing outside. Well, I had I had that epiphany before I even went. I was like, I'm pretty sure this event's going to be big, so I'm just going to bring this folding table with me. So it was more like a bring-your-own-table event. Right. Was that and your table
2: on the outside? Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah, I just like brought an extra folding table, set it up on the sidewalk. So good on you. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I was like, I don't know. Like, luckily, I'm, I'm not going to play outside. I well, need luckily, a chair and air conditioning to play Magic cards. But some of you motherfuckers are going to have to go out there and play Magic cards. Sorry. <laughs> luckily, most of the day was
0: uh, was pretty nice. It started raining actually towards the end, but by then a lot of people had dropped. So it was, uh, it was a lot more bearable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, I guess, how did, how did we do? Uh, okay, so... Uh, I hey, guess I'll go first. I did worst. All right, well... We could, uh, me, me and D Sale, we brewed uh, a few decks, uh, a few days beforehand. And so, uh, I ship them the email like Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And I'm like, here's some brews that I think, you know, will attack the meta. At all right. And one of them was, uh, a red, white, green deck that played with Venge Lions, Fauna Shamans, and Cunning Spark Mages. And so I ship them the list, and, you know, on Saturday night, we're making, like, final card
1: choices, mm. and we're like, oh, this looks good. Hang on, back up. What, what, what? I got I to gotta rewind you there. Uh, I went ahead and didn't check these emails at all, but uh <laughs> Saturday, I woke up hungover, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's that Grand Prix trial. It's the last one. I guess I'll just throw together whatever I have. Maybe I'll check my email. And check my email. I'm like, oh, that looks like a pretty good deck, but... I don't have enough of those cards to put in a deck right now. I have, like, ten minutes to build a deck. So I'm just going to rebuild this green-white thing that Lewis Laskin had, like, three weeks ago and run to this Grand Prix trial. Uh, went to the Grand Prix trial and ran... Well, that and was le- the week before? Nope, that was this week. Oh, was Saturday? That was okay. this weekend, buddy. Oh, okay. That was the night before uh, the Grand Prix trial. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. And, uh... I don't know. Took down some buys randomly oh, with right, a right, yeah, with a record of uh. It was a ten man grand prix trial. <laughs> I lost the first round. I won the second round against by <laughs> and then I won versus non opponent. And then, well, I had to go to Subway, so I mean, and Subway won in There was round. there was some challenge, <laughs> and then in round three, I I beat uh I don't know. Somebody red deck Or oh, Would you beat Joe? Beat red deck wins. Was oh, that what it was? Okay. And then where where he kept a hand that just did nothing. Like for like four turns, he just like made a goblin chieftain as his first play, and I was like, for real? I think your red deck's supposed to be more aggressive than that. <laughs> and I don't know, There's nothing happened. I won, and then uh in game three, uh, cut to the top four, played uh against uh, JJ Griffin with his. Absolutely. Esper. Awkward. Was like, it, it was supposed to be Esper Coblade, except he JJ'd it and, like, did. Like, change, like. You're supposed to change, like, three was cards. He's still playing with, like, White Sun He's supposed to change, like, three cards when you tweak a deck. Instead, he changed, like, seven. And it became, like, not. It became, like, super diluted. Yeah. I, I I didn't think it was very good. Also, I, he I had, played. He had some interesting cards. He
2: yeah. played with,
0: like, Main Deck and the Royal, which. Yeah.
2: Arguably.
0: Good enough, but
2: well, I also approve of the sideboard Ferrickson Crusader.
1: Nice, really. so we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I, I played pretty bad, he played pretty bad. I ended up playing a little bit better than his badness. Well, no, no, and no, no, no. Got side, like, I watched
0: some of that match, and it doesn't matter how bad you play if you get some vengevines in the board.
1: And then to the yard, you're just oh, gonna yeah? win. Oh yeah, so let, let me tell you about how this game winds up in the end. Game uh, three, <laughs> game game uh, game two. We didn't even make it into game three. Oh really? Uh, he's like dead on board. I haven't drawn a Vengevine the whole game. He's killed all my Fauna Shaman, so like all four of my Vengevines are still chilling in my deck. There's like 30 cards in my deck. He like top decks. He's like, oh this is sweet. This is a really good card. side you. I'm like, okay, so you're scooping? He's like, no, memorize you. Because he's dead on board. Yeah, he's like, do you want to scoop? I'm like, no, I don't want to scoop. Good, give me your deck. Show me your hand. Do, like, I'm looking through your graveyard. I'm like, JJ, you know where they are. He's like, nope, he fi- he finds them, lays them on the table, makes a big show out of it, searches my deck again. He's like, oh, nope, I guess you're still only playing four. Uh, then he takes them and windmill slams them into the head judge's front pocket and <laughs> removes them from the game. Our and, friend uh Josh Adams was head judge that day. So uh it was it was all good fun. I mean it was it was a pretty comical showing until uh I get a phone call. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh I win the match and then uh the, my finals opponent is like, I'm not going, so do you want a prize split? And I took the buys. Right. So I went a stunning two one and one to get three <laughs> buys for Atlanta. Seems or good. for, for rough, Dallas. Rough life. That's right. I won less games than it took to get the buy, like I won two rounds, and I'm getting three buys, yeah it's pretty sweet um I get a phone call from from dinner uh from an unknown number.
0: I get a phone call from dinner
1: and mashed potatoes was calling me. mashed potatoes calls me up, and he's like, dude, uh we're at dinner over here at this other restaurant, like forty miles away, and uh, I looked at my front pocket. I still have your Vengevines. vines like, <laughs> God, you motherfucker, <laughs> like, I am gonna kill JJ. You gotta be freaking kidding me. Cause like, we have to play this big event tomorrow. Right. And me and Chris Casby are sitting there brewing a deck list at dinner. Like, like, I'm like writing it down. I'm looking at four Venge lines on the piece of paper. I'm like, oh my God, this is so bad. How, like, I really don't feel like I have to go help my sister move. There's all this like other stuff I have to do. I can't make it out to Farmville, dude. Sorry. So, uh, they sucked it up and they came to the tournament. Word. Yeah. Nice. So um
0: so basically we after that we we come over to D sales house and we brew for the next day which is the star city invitational that is held at time capsule and uh so i had shipped him a, this list on like i said on wednesday or thursday it was naya fauna shamans um play with like card choices that like i i didn't really feel like we're we're i felt like we're just being underutilized with a lot more silver bullets Um, then old green-white decks and stuff like that. So basically what it was was Jumanji, which was the green-white aggro deck that played with Lead the Stampede, except we Splash Red for Cutting Spark Mage and Hero of Oxidridge as a one of.
1: Also Inferno Titan. And Inferno
0: Titan as a one of. Um,
1: what we have to do to the deck to make that happen, though, is we end up cutting Lotus Cobras and Overwhelming Stampedes from the deck. Right. And... So the deck loses all of its explosiveness and instead it becomes a slower controlling type but it like it Nya, more, yeah. toolbox type deck. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: so we, we make all the card choices that we want. We decide on a Baneslayer main deck instead of like my initial Bad Brew had a a Victory's Herald as a fetchable overrun kind of because not, it gives
1: all your attacking creatures flying. Uh it also has to sit on the board for a turn before it helps. The problem is it only gives the ability when it's attacking. Like right. it's not actually true conviction. It has right. to be attacking too, so that's well, why she, it ended well, up not getting there. He's also fetchable. I mean, <laughs> We yeah. haven't tried him, so some we give don't know some if take. he's good enough or not. He's probably not good enough. Uh, victory's Herald Goblin Bushwhacker. Two, ter- two turns. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah. Booyah. um lovely. So...
0: We're doing all the deck changes, and we decided that Bane Slayer is probably just better than that guy. And, you know, a couple other choices like <laughs> Silvok versus Scrap Melter versus Acidic Slime versus Corrupter, whatever. Oh, the Silvok replica made it in the main
1: deck. That Silvok was a good one. Silvok replica made it in the main deck. A, I liked him. I liked him all day. It was a cool. It was a cool combo with Sun Titan.
0: Um, but so we're you know we we make our final choices, and then D like, well, let's just check out what the what happened at the Star City event. And so he's like, you know, me and, me and a couple of friends are at the other table, just kind of goofing off playing with like random infect decks and garbage pre or whatever. And, uh, he's like, Hey, Chris Casby, come look at this. And I'm like, dude, I'm playing a game. And he's I'm like, no,
1: motherfucker, get over here right now.
0: <laughs> so I go over there and it's Ryan O'Connor's third place deck from Star City or
1: he wasn't third place at the time. <laughs> He, he was, was in the top four. waiting to play in the top four the next day, and, and it's uh, almost the exact same deck list that we had written out. It was, and, like, 50 of the 60. Well, so we're looking at it, and we're like, well, I just think our list is still better.
0: Well, our deck played with Lead the Stampede, and I thought Lead the Stampede was a really good card with the, Uh Because we were playing with Squadron Hawks and Lead the Stampede, so it
1: was a lot of ways to overfill our hand. The issue, The issue that, that our deck Vendrine's. had... Uh, I guess I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and s- spoil this one. Uh, we didn't win this uh, <laughs> this event. This was not a good showing for the Scrublin. Uh, I I went O three. Yeah, I went, 03. I went I went one two. It wasn't uh, a good showing. Well, the, I think the issue that our deck had was that we couldn't interact with our opponent's board other than Cunning Spark mage with a Basilisk Scholar. Right. And what his deck did instead was it, it played actual removal spells. Uh, right. Journey to Nowhere has been really popular right now. Well,
0: we had journeys in the board, and it just I felt like every time I like boarded in a lot, and I felt like our deck needed bolts. Yep. Um, so, you know, whether or not we, we goof off with this deck some more, we'll see. But if we do, it definitely needs to utilize the fact that we're playing Naya and take advantage of the white and red spells. Um, that said, you know, I got matched up against red deck wins where he goes, I keep a, a, an all right hands, you know, it was, it was slowish. Um, uh, I ended up swinging on like, he, he goes, I only like turn one bird, turn two stone forge or something like that. His first play is a goblin war driver. Right. I'm like okay, like <laughs> okay. that's that's fine, like great. His turn three is another Goblin War Driver. I'm like okay, you know, I suit up my bird with a, a sword and I swing and I make a wolf. And I'm like okay, well this guy will chump, you know. Um, his turn four is Memnite Goblin War Driver Bushwhacker with kick swing for twenty five. What? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just looking at the board and I'm like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? What the fuck just happened? So, you know, uh, he won. <laughs> yeah, 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 you couldn't jump block all those things. I could not jump block all those things. Kadatha uh, Red, uh, I didn't give it enough respect and I actually, this pretty cute. This kid, he's he's kind of new, newer to the scene and uh, he, he picked up, he actually picked up the pre-construct, the, the event deck. And just kind of started making card swaps. Was playing, you know, he threw in like goblin uh, chieftains and stuff like that. So it's kind of like just a weird Kadatha goblins
1: meld. Yeah. Um. So um, it's it, it it, blew me out. That's the beauty of those decks is that they're so easy to change a couple cards and still be ri- like, and then they can, they're already quite good, and yeah. then they get even better. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to our worst deck of the week segment, which is a which is a play on these uh these what are they called? Event decks. Event, event, deck. event decks. Event deck. uh, James Plear here went ahead and uh, did you did you initially buy no. the the uh, event deck? I didn't All see right. the deck. so really. let, me, let me run down some of the card choices so that, so that our listeners aren't so lost. Uh, I'm just going li- to read down your whole list here. It's four Phyrexian Crusader, four Icarclaw Mirror, four Necropede, three Plague Mirror, three Phyrexian Vat Mother, four Inquisition of Kozilek, three Tezzerets, three Tumble Magnet, <laughs> three Spell Pierce, two Throne of Geth, two Doomblades, and a Darksteel Axe. Uh, then it looks like 24 land. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me about a Darksteel Axe. That
2: was a last-minute Mize card. I took out the fourth Plague Mirror for it. Uh, just Sometimes you'll stick a card that they can't remove with the Darksteel Axe, and you'll win. And sometimes, uh, like,
0: you're just dudes are just not good enough. You know, yeah. like, if you don't have a Tezzeret or you don't have, like... Uh, something your, to make them awesome then they're just kind of awkward. All of your board.
2: infect creatures have less power than they should have because they're infect and you really need a pump spell or you're just not going to be able to kill your opponent quick enough.
1: So you you only again. have one corrupted conscience in your whole 75, right? Yes sir. <laughs> and and you you didn't play it in the main deck. Like a lot of the a lot of like the control blue black poison decks I see lean on this mind control. Real hard.
2: What? This is not Nobody, a... everyone but, <laughs> laughed at that card. Everyone laughed at that card. <laughs> uh, funny story about this card. Uh, in the top four, I was playing against Kago. Uh, it was the semifinals. And my opponent, it was game three. My opponent had me dead on board. He had a hawk suited up with a sword, a Baneslayer Angel, and a Stoneforge Mystic. He has me dead on board. I have two and Crusaders. It's like Zaxxies. I have him as well dead on board, but he's going to kill me before I can kill him. I put him to eight poison. And uh, I draw my card, and it's Corrupted Conscience. On it, and I just say, "Well, he—if ha- he has a counterspell, he has a counterspell. Corrupted Conscience is Baneslayer Angel. He no longer
1: has Lethal, and I win the game." So, d- does Corrupted Conscience untap the guy when you cast it? No, no. no. So, like, why it, was it untapped? Uh, because he didn't spring with it. That was—it was the it turn, was the he, turn he cast it. it. Oh, and then
2: next turn he would have Lethal. Okay. Okay, so, so it, like no it wasn't longer, like he just
1: overcommitted for no reason. No, right. he no longer had lethal because of the Corrupted corrupting. I mean, that's that the beauty of it. the card, and that's why a lot of people play. It. Like they have these dreams of of stealing the Bankslayer, stealing the Primeval Titan, and and having this giant unkillable poison creature. Um, well, you also beat the mirror match, like not the mirror match, but
0: the more controlling version. There because was you like
2: uh, that was not a real deck I was playing against. Huh. <clears throat> uh. It was round two. I was playing. That oh, was, was round two. It okay. was round two. I was playing against a uh, still won you again <laughs> an infect mirror. It did. I was playing against an infect mirror whose plan was to uh,
0: force I through a couple damage
2: and force through one infect and then play contagion et- clasp and engine and proliferate you out. And I ended up winning by corrupted consciousing Consci- his Skillerix and giving it haste and giving it haste <laughs> and swinging out.
1: Wow, that's <laughs> <No>. adorable. <laughs> Uh, the card was hilarious all day. <laughs> Everybody I mean that being said, it's a one of in your board. And, and the then everyone I, blamed
0: it on me. Well, like, you weren't I, even gonna play that card, right? I what, was not. what was
1: the card that you were you were like it was this and like
0: or something else? And you're like, Is Corrupted Conscious good enough? And I was like, Have you ever played a mind control? And you're like, Well, yeah, I have. And I was like, Well, that's just like mind control, except it gives a double strike, right? <laughs> and all you're right. like, Yeah. So okay. okay, okay, so
1: so let's get off this one of in the board. Uh tell me like what you what's your like how did most games go? Did you end up like Tezzeretting an artifact poison creature to a five five and using that as a beat stick? Did the Phyrexian Vat Mother end up getting there? Is it Throne of Geth? Like, where where is this deck's real sweet spot? Uh, all three of those. It act- the sweet spot
2: was having multiple game plans. Like
1: that sounds like most the decks- worst spot. Like that was uh, exactly what we were looking at the night before with your deck. And Casby was like, basically, your deck has too many game plans and it's not good at any of them.
2: But the good, but it had all answers. Like. Say my aggro plan didn't work out. I could always play a Tezzeret and just MIS a win with the five five flying infect land. And the day kind of went like it was mostly the Crusader that won games. Uh, if a deck just can't deal with Crusader, he's a five turn clock, and most decks at, at the table at the event couldn't.
1: Okay. Because uh, he, because he's protection from red and white. Red and white. And so there's a lot of removal spells
2: that just don't get him. The only thing that Cobblet can do against him is chase him or day him. And by the time he hits, they never won a day. And or and that's what this main, main deck spell pierces were for as well. And he would just win games by himself. Like this deck against, did really good against Boros too, right? Because like... The Boros matchup is really easy. Because
0: like your Infect dudes just like chump block and, and then the, it kills their dude. Like Necropede. <laughs> like, really. Necropede. Like I'll block your Plated Geopede. <laughs> yeah. And I'll kill it. James.
1: <laughs> yes. This deck is really bad. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's so bad. There's a reason that he All played right. this deck on me. <laughs> like, there is. that being said, uh, I didn't have the cards to build Chris Casby's mono white poison control I had list. Built. I told you you, you could didn't. play it. I would have, like, Chris Casby just built, didn't have a board. Chris Casby built tempered steel two drop artifact poison control or poison aggro. Sick. That deck is sick. And, that deck has feet, man. It, it looks It looked really cute. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna put it in the show notes too. Like, uh, this is definitely a week that we're gonna put the, we're gonna put our show notes into the, into the Facebook page. Uh, all the lists we're gonna talk about this week will go up on the, on show notes on our Facebook page, guys, cause there's so, there's some pretty interesting stuff we're about to talk about here. Let's, let's go to Dallas 5K. Alright. Uh, and James Player, you have the worst right. deck of the week. Congratulations. <laughs> and, awesome. and I hope that you're happy with that. I'm very happy. I the wor- worst packs. deck of the week never wins the event. Mm. Like, it always just top eights. That's true. So. Uh, Sorry, buddy. So
0: we're gonna talk about ninth place. Um, which was Wes Blanchard playing Red Control, uh,
1: Mono Red Control. And this is like, is, is this the the dream of like Koth of the Hammer making lots of mana with artifacts to do no, cool stuff? No, and
0: no, what, no, what does it do? It's not big, it's red. just uh, playing Chalice or Spear of the Suns on turn two, playing Koth on turn three. What
1: is called Phoenix?
0: Kadatha Phoenix is fucking stone blade man it's, it's a fucking two red 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 it's one four, red, four. Red, red, red red no it's two red it's red, red, red red it's five ca- converter ca- casting costs it's a flying haste four four flyer er, Okay, and uh it has
2: metal crafts if you have metal craft during your upkeep you can pay four to return it from your graveyard to your play
1: yes sir so it's just like a so it's like every other phoenix from every other set it's um, like it's like um, all, oh, wizards. He all, has haste. No, no, no. Wizards always does this. Like most phoenixes have haste or some kind of like destroy the board ability. But like uh, wizards always does this where they're like uh, phoenix with block mechanic. What other phoenix has haste? Scargan, Scargan Firebird. No, oh, they don't make up. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, they, they. they I, I swear to God, wizards makes a phoenix with uh, a phoenix with block ability every single time, and. Like, half the time it's playable, half the time it's not. I, I, I haven't heard of this one before, so... We
0: talked about this on the cast
1: before, and I talked about how I think he's good enough because we're playing in a world with a
0: bunch of Day of judgments. Okay, so
1: wait, the, the the issue with this one is the Metalcraft, right? Right. So how does it, how does it get Metalcraft for this deck?
0: Um, well, he's playing uh, four Chalices, three Sphere of the Suns, which are accelerants to a, a quick Chandra or Koth of the Hammer. Um, he's playing with tumble magnets, four of, which is fucking nuts. Now, well, tumble magnet is great against like this equipment field. It's the answer to the format,
1: right? It really it's, is. Uh, it really is really a good. A lot of a lot of authors uh in the last two weeks have been heralding it as the as like one of these amazing removal spells that Like finally broke through as it's like a secret removal spell. Whatever, I've been playing a couple months. Yeah, it's a secret removal spell though. Like it it just it doesn't look good on the surface. Um, I never I loved icy manipulator from the day that it came out. I love icy too, but this one says I'm only icy three times. Icy was like I'm I'm the man for like uh, you can't you can't icy. You don't need to icy that many times for you to just take control of the game. I
0: can't stasis lock somebody with a tumble magnet. Just saying. You only have to do it a couple times and then you
1: just board sweep. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Well now I'm still now, now I'm just taking control of the board. I know. But like uh, that that's the thought that goes through a lot of people's minds. Well, they're idiots. They want a stasis <laughs> they want a stasis lock and they look at tumble magnet and it's just like it, it looks bad. It's not bad. Tumble food. Magnet's even better it's for not bad stasis food. lock. What are you
0: talk what? It doesn't tap a land. But it's a free tap.
1: Oh brother.
0: Oh, <laughs> mm. The eye rolls that the happen on this podcast. Jesus, uh, Jesus.
1: It also has a one-up contagion class, which is really cute because you can proliferate your planeswalkers. I like, I like proliferating. Uh, Wizards R&D, I read an article this week that said like, we, we thought that proliferating with planeswalkers was going to be really, really good. And it turns out people don't really like doing that as much as we thought they would. Um, it's
2: too expensive.
1: I don't know. That maybe. that are like they were playtesting with more powerful proliferate cards and they and they like toned it down because they thought it was really good because it was really good. I think the best way to proliferate Geth. Throne of Geth is the Throne best way Geth. to proliferate right now.
0: And that's why I threw it in that deck and it's a four of in my mono white deck.
1: Throne of Geth. Throne you, of Geth is a four you of heard my mono white deck. Uh, I, I Throne really, of Geth won games. I really like uh West Blanchard's choice of four main deck Goblin Room Blasters. Booya. Goblin Room Blaster is like not not getting any love anymore. I, I've tried to sell it to a lot of people, and they're like, well, I don't even need to kill their non-basics. I'm like, that's the only thing you need to well, kill. Here what, here's, what's <laughs> what awful about, about? here's what's awful about Goblin Rune Blaster. Uh, Goblin
0: Rune Blaster is the best land destruction card that we have right now because it's value. It's a 2-1 haste creature that blows up a non-basic land. It's Avalanche Rider. Right. Yeah. Um, and the only reason that it's not great is because it costs four, and you can only do it on, you know, you usually do it on turn four. His deck does it on turn three because it's got So it's just a fucking stone rain plus two damage. Because it's... it's got 4 chalice 4 sphere, right? Exactly. It's 4 chalice 3 sphere. Okay. So um Broom Blaster is much better on turn 3 than it is on turn 4. Because it's more of a it's more of a tempo play. New slash people. New slash. <laughs>
1: turn 3 is better than turn Guess 4. Guess what? Stone rain <laughs> is better
0: than demolish.
1: I don't know if you guys knew that,
0: but it is. Um if you didn't, sorry. Oh man.
1: <laughs> I showed I showed somebody I I found this sick sideboard card uh that Will never get played anywhere, but I I had it for my uh, red blue. red is this blue what control talking up. about? Uh, maybe I showed it to somebody at the FNM, and they were like, "You know what, Demolish does, right?" And I was like, "No, no, no. This has and or. <laughs> they, it has it has or and." And they were like, uh, "The card is Fissure Vent. Yeah, and Fissure Vent destroys a land and or an artifact, so you get the two for one." And then you get to smile and feel really good about yourself. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I we were talking about this. I think a fisherman good.
0: There was even discussion of us playing turn to slag. Do you uh, remember this? Yeah. That's uh, it was all, a short-lived it, conversation for I mean, sure. But <laughs> yeah,
1: like you were like, how about Turdus Lag? Like? And I was like, how about fishervin?" And then J. Spirer was like, what about an acidic spider? And then, then we stopped the conversation. I like, archived, And then I just archived the email and uh, we moved on with our lives. I'm
2: still on an acidic slide, spider.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> you, keep, you keep reaching for that rainbow. Uh, AJ so Soccer finally makes a fucking top eight of a standard event. Like, Congratulations. Glenn. I love me some AJ Soccer.
0: Everyone hates on that kid because he's a fucking like abrasive asshole. And I don't know if you guys have ever oh. listened to this podcast before, but I, I too kind of am an abrasive asshole. Well, but okay, me and him. Get I'm funnier al- than AJ.
1: Look, me, <laughs> me and him get along uh, all the, like we. I have to sit next to him at every big event because soccer and sale are right next to each other in the oh, alphabet. So during the, uh, so the player meeting – during every always... player meeting ever, I I'm like normally I'm normally I'm sitting down and he's, <laughs> there's always like an empty seat like within a, a quad of four of me and uh, like sure enough like everybody's sitting down he'll just like. He dude always looks like he's super high, and just like <laughs> just like rolls over and like like sits down. He's like obviously like been building his deck list all morning. It has no deck list filled out ever, and just like sits down to the player meeting every single time and is like finishing the last like th- thirty cards of his deck list every single time before they have to hand it in. <laughs> um, and then he then he always pieces out. But uh, you know AJ buddy Sparkblade, uh, this is the same deck we've seen. <clears throat> Uh, week in and week out at this point, it's... Well, ever since Jerry T teched Coblade. It's Squadron Hawk with red. That's yeah. all it is. It's good. It's still a good deck. Yeah. I mean, and uh, there were two more copies uh Jerry Thompson at first place with Squadron Hawk playing black. Yeah. and
0: Well, that's that's what we were talking about last week. Like Jerry T just set the pace with the Coblade with red and then made the deck that beat it. Which was Cobblade with Black,
1: <laughs> and I think uh, this is the second week in a row that Cobblade with Black has been really good. And it, well, it's, this is definitely his second it's five,
0: not, or second sta- Open Series standard that he's won with yeah. this deck. And it's it's the Inquisition of Kozilek. It's
1: it's fucking. It's, it's got to be one it's of the so best good. cards in
0: the format right now. Absolutely, I, absolutely. It's not dead against anything.
1: Uh, and and I, I almost hesitated to even start talking about the Cobblade decks again, but it's it's the most prevalent thing in Standard, right? It's it's kind of like back when we were talking about Jund. I'm not saying this deck is Jund in any way. However, it's back when we were talking about Jund. Like, well, Jund made the top eight again. How are we supposed to talk about it? I don't know. Uh, Because I don't know what the answer to beating these Squadron Hawk decks are. Like blue Squadron Hawks with blue in them for Jaces and then a third support color that's that's all we're seeing in standard There's right There's just now. so
0: many good cards in this deck. It's like it's just bonkers. Well, it really is just like it's card
1: advantage, it's tempo, it's like every every single week it's a race to it's it's figuring out like what the best value cards are in that third color or if you just want to stay blue white or uh, you, uh Squadron Hawk is defining standard like he is he uh, is he as good as Jace at this point like like can you can you build can you build a Jace deck without Squadron Hawk? Can you build a Squadron Hawk without Jace? Like, um, Well the Boris guy who took Squadron down, Hawk the gadgets. guy who took
0: down uh the Star City qualifier was Joey Page. Oh yeah, we have his deck list here. Uh the five oh wall guy, uh who thank God did not five o wall this one. Um, he was playing old school
1: blue light control. Um, no, no squadron hawks in this blue eye control. No squadron hawks. He and decided no to go with mistics. main deck
0: relic warder instead.
1: Okay, so guys, like before, people start to dog us for for covering this. This was a fifty eight player event. Yes, sir. And it had a two hundred fifty dollars award with an invitational, like as a travel award to go to the Star City well, Invitational. Like, and jo- Joey Page definitely deserves it. I think he has a really good deck list here.
0: It's it, it is. It's old school blue eye control. I'm like that's the thing. It was a fifty eight person event. It's not a huge event. But, like, there was all, it was Big mostly enough. real decks. There wasn't too many joke decks.
1: I've been to 58 man PTQs. Yeah. Like, so, it
0: it was a decent sized event, and it was the most relevant one that we dealt with this weekend. Okay. So, so, um, so talk
1: to me about some of his card choices that don't involve Squadron Hawk.
0: Okay. So, he's playing
1: with three main deck relic order,
0: which he stated we were talking, like, in and out of rounds. He's like, dude, this is my MVP. This is, like, the best card in my deck, it just, hands down. It just
1: steals a sword over, like, all the time.
0: Um, it usually stole a sword, and it usually got in for, like, six to ten damage. Really? Goes That's great with says. his second <laughs> choice, Sun Titan. Two uh, Sun yeah. Titan. Also very good
1: with Sun Titan, which, I'll kill your guy. It's like, hey, I'll just get him back. Uh, he's got the one of Baneslayer and the four period game, but, like, he's also got the four Day of Judgment. Like, how... Oh, ha- yeah. Okay, ha- Maybe... Maybe <laughs> it's just my, like, I'm... Uh... Four Day of Judgment. Like, I, I hate playing, like, Wraths with... Like tide hollow scholar type creatures, and like and that's that's what deck building used to be. And like R- relic warder is the same thing. It's like almost exactly like a tide hollow scholar, where you wrath it and you give your opponent back the card, and then you feel dumb. Like, does am I like I it's, don't
0: know? If they have nothing to strap their sword to, it doesn't matter. I guess so.
1: I, like, I guess it's different in that way. Like, like, like Tide Coggle, Scholar are taking their best card and then giving it back to him. That was really bad. So like,
0: I'll take your best card. It's your best card because you do it on turn two. Right. When you do it on turn seven, it's a joke.
1: Right. So in this case, take your take your sword. Right. And then a couple turns later, when the board gets all cluttered and, and ridiculous, Wrath they get their sword back on board, but they have no creatures, so it's okay.
0: It's mm-hmm. it's more okay.
1: It's not it's not it's not as
0: big a deal. Okay. Um, he's playing a. Uh, Four mana league, three spell pierce package. Um, he also is playing with the three baby Jace, two big Jace package because the Sun Titan recursion, which is really good. Uh, I saw the there was a blue white list that played zero big Jaces earlier this week. Yeah, I mean, Jace Balarin is a good card, he's a really good card. Uh, it's, like everyone hates on that guy, and that guy's just nuts.
1: I know, I know that last week I, I mentioned them printing a new Jace and and making a third one and whatever. Uh I would be okay if they just kept printing Jace Beleren. Jace Beleren, I'm great. I'm happy having that effect in the format.
0: I really he's he's a really good card. Um he's a Jason Mind Sculptor. Jason Mind
1: Sculptor has a special place in my heart, but also, Jace
0: Beleren comes back.
1: Also has the three Gideon Juras which interact really well with Wrath of God. True story. You wrath and then you activate Gideon swing in.
0: And he's also playing uh the two into the royals just for like um Double Into the Royal main deck, man. Um it just seems like it'd be like it's good for tempo. It's good for like Blocking, bouncer sword, uh just a lot of weird
1: stuff. I can like never that. play that card. I'm always g i am always get always get like uh brain blocked about wanting to kick it and get the value. And that's the big trap of, of kicker cards in general is that sometimes you just have to use it as boomerang. Right. Um what's he got in his board? Anything saucy? Uh eight cards for anti
0: malicutes. Leon got...
1: Leon and Arbiter?
0: Yep. Wow. Um it's just another two drop uh hate bear that just gets there sometimes.
1: That card gets no love.
0: He actually Nobody uh, he nobody's actually playing in, Arbiter. He he kept in Relic Order against Balakut because of uh, Colony Heart. And that just gave him seven two drops to just be aggressive. Um <clears throat> he's playing with uh three Ratchet Bombs, which I'm guessing is for the Kadatha matchups.
1: Uh and the like vampires and stuff like divine that. Divine Offering, I really like Divine Offering stuff. Divine Offering is really good. There there were um, a couple of Tezzeret decks and uh I, I know that um he probably beat you with the Divine Offerings at some point. Like, in games two and three? Actually, it was the Relic Warders. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, they're they're both really good at killing your artifact, guys. Mm-hmm. And you had a tremendous number I, of artifact creatures. I was right? not
2: running a whole lot of removal, and the Relic Warders were just really good against me. Yeah. I didn't see them coming, main deck, either. Um, And he's playing with two more slayers on the board.
1: Oh, uh, oh, oh! Mystifying Maze in the main There's a deck. There's the one. That, I let him borrow that. Did ah. you really?
0: He would not have played that if, if he couldn't find one. I was like, here. And he's like, okay, thanks. D- was it good? Um. Uh, I mean, it seemed good. House like, against and Crusader. Yeah,
1: you got. You guys were asking me last well, a couple of weeks ago. You're like, "What the hell, Mystifying Maze?" And um, I, don't know. I still, I still feel like there's better answers. Like, I mean, that just seems
0: like Quicksand would be better. It's just but. an awkward. <laughs> I, I like. I play like a Dread Statuary, or like they
1: It's just like Mystifying Maze. Really, I don't know.
0: Um, I mean, it, it it gave him answers to some things that he just didn't have answers to, like James said, like. He didn't have an answer to Frexing Crusader. That's an answer to Frexing Crusader. Um, yeah. so, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, good on Joey. Great deck. Um, I, I, gave him a high five later. I was like, thank you for winning with old school blue eye control. Fuck a squad hawk. All right.
1: <laughs> last deck, last deck, and then we're going to get out of here. Uh, green white aggro. Green white aggro. This, this deck is a conundrum to me. As, as somebody that just played the Jumanji deck, that played the lead the stampedes and the overruns and, uh, a deck that was like it, it was pretty straightforward in the way that it was trying to get its card advantage. Right. Uh, we're looking at uh, Zach Creazan's, uh sixth place deck from the Fort Worth Open, and it is using four green suns. Like it doesn't have any lead stampede. It's got four green suns in it, and then it it opened him up to being able to play a, a couple more uh, spell type cards other than creatures. the The problem with the lead stampede deck was that you have to fill your deck up with creatures. Right. And uh, that was so that you could hit as many guys as possible. We did the math. You're normally supposed to hit about two and a half, so between two and three creatures on each lead the stampede. Right. Which is pretty good pretty good odds. I will say every but, lead the stampede I cast, I could recruit three cards. But so. like a lot of those cards were generally a Lana War Elf or, or a Bird of Paradise. Uh, and th- I mean, those guys are like sort of blanks. Uh, this deck instead, like by, by, by cutting lead the stampedes, it's using Zenith instead to, to only find the one guy it really needs. Which is fun. It, <laughs> it then gets it then gets to use Journey to Nowhere, uh, Garrick Wildspeaker, and Mortarpod, uh, as as its like value cards and to to, you know, win the game with later. Uh, it's doing a lot of the same things as as the the green white Vengevine decks have been doing for a long time. Um, I don't know if you noticed this before.
0: What's that? Mortarpod is a one of. Yep. And it is literally the only. There's just one of, one of Stoneforge Mystic. It is the only target for the mortar pod. Has. That's the only target he has, is mortar pod. First for, for mystic.
1: There is nothing else in the sideboard either to go get. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. He, he's playing a one
0: of mystic to just go get mortar pod. That's how good mortar
1: pod is. I I'll say that uh mortar pod seem a lot of people have been singing that card's praises. Yeah. Uh quite a lot. Um it's not a bad card. What's For forget I'm just going to like forgo my ignorance here. Tell me why mortar pod is really good in standard. It kills I don't, don't know those ones. If blanks
0: removal okay, is a good one. It kills X one. Like, I mean, I don't know what what's ruling the format right now. Squadron ancestral Bird, Yeah. So, like, and on top of that, he's playing Ancestral Hawk, you know,
1: he's playing he's yeah he's playing
0: squadhawk Hawk. So, so just, that's a lot of. I get, okay, I guess
1: he has nest. Oh, he's got Nest Invader in this deck too. Mm-hmm. Nest Invader with a Mortar Pod is a lot of value. That's a lot of damage. Fair value, yeah. What does Mortarpod cost to equip? Two. One,
0: uh, two, yeah. One, two mana? Uh, two two mana. drop, two equip, right.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: okay. And it's a free sac ability.
1: Yeah, so... I, I can see the value there. Uh, the, like, the, the the real thing that got me about this deck was the four Green Sun Zeniths. Like, they, they don't seem like an aggro card to me. Um, Like I said, what I was saying before, Green Sun Zenith is, like, this deck really...
0: This type of deck. And um, looking at this deck, I almost feel like maybe we should have ran Green Sun Zenith. Because, like, Fauna Shaman is instrumental to this type of deck. Um, and... It basically just gives you more fauna shamans.
1: You want to so what this deck wants to do is use like tap fauna shaman, discard Vengevine, go find Vengevine. Right. Next turn. Tap fauna shaman, discard Vengevine, go find squad hawk. Play squad hawk, squad hawk, get two Vengevines back, attack. Right. And like that's a that's a really potent set of like turn two to four turn two, turn three, turn four. That's a really powerful uh start. Yeah. Wait, and, like, that's what there this aren't deck, many decks that I'm can saying, deal with that kind of that's what this deck wants to do. The problem is that a Lightning Bolt on your Fauna Shaman Messes up the whole curve
0: Exactly mm. So you go If you go You go turn two Fauna Shaman They go Bolt You go turn three Fauna Shaman Like got another Bolt Cool Yeah Like he's he's basically playing with seven Fauna Shamans Which is pretty awesome
1: Like Alternatively I guess you can just Green Sun Zenith for Revenge Vengevine I mean yeah Just yeah, attack And a pinch Yeah I, Like I mean um, And that being said This deck also has Garrick Wildspeaker Which
0: Garrick is a great card Because in this type of deck especially It's like He's gonna put creatures on the board when you need him, or you're going. He's going to pump up your creatures that you're already off of the board that aren't that good. Like you're just filling your board with like these zero one flyers and these you know one two fetchers well, and it's stuff the like same,
1: that. It's the same overrun effect that I was playing in in the Jumaji list, except the the issue that you run in with the Joji list a lot was that overwhelming stampede is not an overrun. Sometimes it it's is a plus two plus zero. Some, <laughs> plus yeah, plus like two. there were there were a lot of times where I'm like, well, I have a bird full of Llanowar Elves and Birds of Paradise, so. <laughs> This like if this was overrun, I'd just win. But instead, I give my guys plus one, plus one, and trample. like, <laughs> Which is, this is A yeah. little embarrassing. <laughs> is- so then I'm like doing combat math. I'm like, or, or trying to like find ways to get enough mana to to like how many how many of these birds of paradise do I need to tap to activate this stirring wildwood to then cast my thing? <laughs> right. It's like all right, guys, then big enough. And it was it was just this headache of trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Uh, Garrick is just overrun. Yeah. And if if I could have put him in the other list, I probably would have. He's
0: he's great. He's like good. he makes a three three creature. He untaps lands to shit out your board. Yep. So like in this type of deck, he's no, <laughs> he's bonkers. Um, and there's three of nowhere journey nowheres main deck. Which, um, you know, when we were playing our Jumanji nihilist, like I feel like I just wanted journey. Hold main the deck.
1: phone. This guy has Leon and Arbiter too. He's got four of them, Leon and Arbiters in the board. Like that was the other issue I had with with the deck a lot was I. I didn't have a way to beat Valakut. Yeah, like, like Valakut is just faster than a lot of aggro decks, well, which is which is embarrassing to say. About.
0: It's what we talked about before, and we were just kind of just like we we thought about playing it as one of, and we were just like, well, fuck it, we well, we don't want to like dilute our deck. Like we just maybe just have to take a bad matchup.
1: I mean, like I chose to play Phyrexian Revoker over it right. because I re- I really like Phyrexian Revokers, like very versatile ability to right. get the battlements or the colony heart expeditions right uh you could also name uh gideon with it like i i really like Phyrexian revoker um maybe leon and arbiter is just the answer to valica i feel like I, I we've seen it in two deck two decks this week and it, it they're, they're decks that have that were weak to valica they're obviously playing it he's a four it. of
0: in my blue eye board like he's he's pretty good like, I bring him in against a lot of things in my blue deck. Like he I bring in. hes hes the fucking house against Boros and Valakut because it just slows them down enough for me to catch up with my mid to late game. And then wow. I bring it in against Agro because he's a two-two body.
1: Zach Zach Kirzan isn't even playing any fetch lands in this deck. He has zero fetch lands. Like it doesn't even interfere with that. That, that that was always my concern. Is like I really want to build my deck with fetchlands all the time, and that's why I like shy away from Arbiter Arbiters because he makes me slower. Well,
0: it does interrupt this. Like he's playing four Squadron Hawks and four fauna Shama, or three fauna shamans. Yeah.
1: So and he's playing four uh, Green Sunsians. Um So I mean, but for that kind it, of for that, that, that kind it. of matchup, you don't you don't generally need to do a lot of Fauna... Like in in the in the Valakut matchup, I would rather my fauna shaman just be a bear and attack. And in a lot of times, like and I'm guessing, that's probably what happened. like you you really do just have to race them, and you can't generally take a lot of time out to to attack like that. I do like
0: three monuments in the board too. I've been trying to play an Eldrazi monument for a while, and this this deck seems like it probably takes advantage of it better than most.
1: You were trying to play an Eldrazi in our in our our Fauna Shaman deck in our Naya deck. Yeah. Oh, I mean, by the by the Titan way, I couldn't fetch it up. Uh, I haven't found a way to break this yet, but I'm going to put it out there to the Magic community. Uh, I asked the judge if I use Fauna Shaman's ability. To discard an Ember cool, uh can I use the Fauna Shaman's ability that's on the stack to go find the same Ember cool? The answer is yes. Yep. He discards himself, shuffles the whole graveyard back, and then you can shuffle and find him. Yeah. Um, I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you can You can use it to go find something that's already in your graveyard. Well, what uh, my whole thing was sometimes, like, we were playing our deck with a bunch of, like, toolkit
0: pieces. Yep. So it was like a bunch of one ups. And sometimes you just need stuff that's already, you know, like, there's broken weapons in your graveyard or there's spark mages that are dead. And you, you know, your Sun Titans in the, you know, graveyard too, like shit like that. Um basically we, my idea was, well let's just play one of Ulamog or one of Emercal so we can just fetch it. You know, throw them away and then just get all of our targets back and then reshuffle everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we just decided that wasn't good enough because we were playing with vengevine. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. Like it's it's a
1: nonbo with vengevine, but like it's really good with squadron hawk. Like you you right. you let three birds die, you play the fourth bird, go get all the birds again. Yeah, uh, that that's a little frustrating for your opponents, and you know, like maybe that's good. Um, I'm also still waiting for somebody to break renegade doppelganger and titans. That that that's also tech that that nobody ever ran with. But well, you just have to to send me an email. Oh. And I'll break it for you. <laughs> let's let's wrap the show up, guys. Uh, I'm, unfortunately, I don't have a beer of the week. I'm all congested, if you couldn't tell. And unfortunately, I can't taste anything this week. I yeah. literally... We I literally drinking, what are
0: these called? Poison apples?
1: We were drinking poison apples today. What is it, like, cranberry um, juice and, like, apple pucker or something like that? I don't know. What is it? Vodka, apple pucker, and cranberry, yeah. Okay. Um, they're not bad. They're not bad. It's a vodka drink. Um, it tastes like sour apple blow pops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's your review. <laughs> That's, this is this has been a liquor review with Chris Casby. Um, guys, send us your deck lists. We, like obviously, uh, you you've listened to the podcast for this long, you know that we love deck lists. We love to go over and analyze things, look at what's happening in the meta game, um, and just look. One of my brews got second place at a, a, a invitational. Exactly, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs>
0: um, and also, one of my brews went one, two, and oh, 3. <laughs>
2: yep, one of your yep. brews was the worst deck of Thanks. the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, story. except it was yours. See,
1: you, you notice, you see, James. You notice how me and Casby can go one, two, and oh, 3, and yet you still have the worst deck of the week. <laughs> see how that works. Because um, we have that doesn't work. This, is, this is like we have the, the we have the microphones. <laughs> you're just oh you're just on them. See that's how it works. Uh, that's how, true. How can they how can they get in contact with us?
0: Uh, they can reach us at Scrubland at gmail.com. We also are uh, Scrubland Podcast on Facebook. And uh also uh
1: if you guys haven't seen us on Facebook we have t-shirts available now. Uh James um, players rocking one right now. You can't see it but it looks it looks so sexy. Me it, look, they're so exclusive. These things are so exclusive. Me and Chris Casby don't even have them it's yet. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the game shop and like
0: seriously like half a dozen people are wearing our shirt. And we're just like... They're all like, they're hey, like, man, hey, congratulations. Hey, we Scrubland. What about you guys? And I'm like, unzipping, I'm wearing a work shirt. And yeah. they're like, really? And I'm, I'm like, like, I don't have a
1: Scrubland shirt. I don't maybe. know. I got this Homestar Runner like you. on. Like, yeah, I don't know. I have to pay for it, too. What uh, like, <laughs> okay, so Chris Burrows is in London. Uh, he's got all the all the lowdown on it. But uh, Scrubland t-shirts coming soon to the internet. We, yeah. we will ship them to you, I, I promise. I think right now, if
0: you guys are interested, you can shoot us an email or uh, a Facebook message, and we'll figure it out. Um, I think they're like ten bucks.
2: Yeah, twelve. I sold a sword for one.
0: Okay, it's twelve for the XLs. I don't know why. I don't know if Chris Burrows had to pay more or not, but basically the XLs are
2: Burroughs hates fat people. That's that's <laughs> what it is. Which is awkward because I'm fat.
0: <laughs> well, truth comes out. Chris Burrows hates me. Yep. <laughs> that's that's actually the reason I won't buy one. That's not fair. He can't even defend that statement. What I know he's not here, so that's oh, why man. I can say anything. Oh I man, want. that means
1: we can say <laughs> anything we want about him. <laughs>
0: Chris Burroughs is the worst magic player I've ever met. He's not here to defend himself. True. (laughs) Must be true. (laughs) Hey,
1: Chris Chris Burroughs, you fell down on New Year's and I laughed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's mean. He got fucked up on New Year's. And then I put
1: Transformer Band-Aids on his face, so (laughs) it was all good. That's going to do it for the Scrub Light Podcast, guys. Booyah. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate Uh, it, Chris Burroughs. Safe travels back. Safe travels back.
0: He's getting drunk like every day. That's, he's pubbing. That's all you do in England. That's what. That's what he, he's that's putting on his Facebook. I am pubbing.
1: We should. We should go to day two England. pubbing. Day three pubbing. <laughs> we should move to England or to, to Europe. What? Why? Because every story I ever hear about people going to Europe, it's just a giant booze fest. That's only when you're visiting. No, oh, it's like there. the locals. French kids drink in Spain. <laughs> in Spain and in France, they're cracking bottles of wine at lunch and shit. Like, I don't like wine, but fuck it. Like, if we're gonna if we're gonna have a nooner, then like <laughs> I'll drink whatever you put in my face. Hell yeah. Well I guess I could drink. Let's do there. some tapas Let's and wine. I'm you. I'm <laughs> in. Alright. Now that's really the end. Now it's, yeah. really, it's really, really the end. Weird, okay. We're done, guys. Love have you a, guys. Have you. a nice night. Later.